All right. Welcome to Overdrive, episode two. Today we're talking about insurance fraud. Witty, what do you know about insurance fraud? Well, people, some people do it with property, or you can do it with cars as well. Um, they basically damage their property just to get financial gain because they need money quick or something like that, which is illegal. All right, Witty, and why do you know so much about insurance fraud? Um, I don't know. I've just known. I've just heard about it before. All right, I'm going to be keeping an eye on you now. So, our last episode we talked about Bugattis. What do you think? What kind of what kind of insurance fraud do you think we're going to be talking about today, Witty? Um, someone destroying their car and uh, trying to get money out of it. Right, you are. It's almost like we talked about this before we even started recording. How crazy is that? All right. So let me get my notes up here. Now, insurance fraud is already pretty iffy. But when you do it with something as valuable as Bugatti, you're basically just asking to be investigated and audited. It's hard to get uh, convicted of it. That's the other thing. Well, yeah, it is. And it, it takes a lot of evidence, you know. But luckily... When you're, you know, well, we'll we'll get to that. But either either way, let's let's get a little backstory on this guy here. All right, Texas native, right? Texas. Yes, sir. Texas native from Houston and the Galveston area. He uh he's a pretty good guy. Owns a owns a lot of real estate, but as well he also owns an exotic salvage yard, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you don't know what exotic salvage is, basically it's like normal salvage. You just part out uh cars, but for exotics and hypers. So, like, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, basically, if they've been in a wreck, they'll come to his salvage yard and he'll try and sell parts from it or maybe even restore it to try and make a little cash. But apparently, Exotic Salvage wasn't paying the bill. Or it was because he was able to buy a 2006 Bugatti Veyron, which even in 2009 was still a very valuable car. But uh, either way, he went and he bought this car, right? And he put a $2 million insurance plan on it right which is already pretty suspicious right would he say you were an insurance agent and somebody insured something for double its value what would your first thought be um i'd be a little suspicious yes um i thought you'd try to take advantage of it yes that's that's about right you know um most of the time insurance uh you know it'll it'll just break you even uh depending on the circumstances but uh i don't know why anyone would think they could get paid out double the value of something, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because of how much he was paying. Because insurance on Bugattis are not cheap. Imagine a 16 year old from our school with a Bugatti. <sighs> the insurance the on insurance that. The insurance on this alone is bad enough. <sighs> Probably about ten thousand dollars a cylinder, something like that. Mm-hmm. Either way. So moving on. Basically, uh, Miss Mr. House here. He bought his he bought his uh, 2006 Bugatti and he was taking it for a drive one day when, uh uh-oh, splash. He drove his Bugatti into a, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was, it was kind of like a bay, but it was a saltwater lake, basically. If you've ever been down to Houston and been driving along the road, you've seen those marshy areas, right? Those marshy areas where there's like saltwater and high grass, but basically he drove his Bugatti into that, which, uh, when, when he originally testified, he told the uh, he told the the judge and the insurance company 
that he was swerving to avoid a low-flying pelican, which, I don't know, that, that sounds a little iffy to me, but, uh, Apparently, the insurance company believed him because they paid out $600,000, which still wasn't breaking even, but that was what Mr. House settled for. So that's that's still a lot of money, especially, I guess, he, maybe he just realized he'd rather have money than his Bugatti Veyron, but either way, uh, he crashed the car and it ended up in about f four feet of water, which uh, usually that, that wouldn't be the worst thing to happen, but... Uh, you know, the Bugattis, they're so low, and the engine is so low to the ground. Well, uh, he left the engine on, and it cycled salt water through the engine, which uh, that's not the best thing for an engine, honestly. Any water in engine's bad in general. Well, I mean, no, most most engines are designed to be able to, you know, take a little water, because otherwise you'd seize up every time you go through a car wash or get rained on. But, but not, like, submerged in the... Like, yeah, exactly. It was, it was sucking water in through the intake, so... Yeah, it was it was taking it in in high doses. There's a difference between uh, you know, getting a shower where you're oh, just wow. getting Yeah, there there's a big difference between like a shower, you know, like you you take you take a shower, right? Mm -hmm. And uh then there's a difference between you showering and drinking. And basically what that Bugatti did was drink about 20 gallons of salt water. So, yeah, uh basically the insurance company claimed that Mr. House left the engine on intentionally. So that he would total out the car and be able to collect the insurance money. Because if it didn't get totaled, he'd just be given what it would cost to repair it. Which that wasn't his goal, I guess. Uh, either way, uh, he, he got them to pay out. And uh, it, it was settled for a while. But then a video came up. And, you know, kids, us kids nowadays, when we see a really nice car, what are we going to do? We're going to grab our phones and start videotaping, huh? Yeah, that'd be to get curious. Yep, pretty cool cars. It's called car spotting, and uh, it's it's a pretty fun little game to play with your friends. Would you stop playing with my LEDs? It's a pretty fun game to play with your friends. You see who can find the coolest car. Uh, what I love most about this video, though, is the guy is videotaping this this Bugatti Veyron, right? And he says, "Whoa, bro, look at that Lamborghini!" <laughs> oh, I love that. That was pretty funny. Woody, can you pull up the video right now? Real quick. Um, what do you want me to look up? Here, just just search video of Bugatti crashing. Or oh, the video of the crash. Like, yep, that's what ended up being used in uh in court. So, like, without a video of this, there would be no evidence. Nope. Either. crazy there uh pardon the expletive language but uh it, it would i i i'd say i would be pretty shocked too to witness a a, a million dollar vehicle just boop, crash so i don't know that's kind of unfortunate or fortunate for mr house i guess he did end up getting paid out but um yeah so either way uh, that video got used in court, and, uh, from that video, you could very clearly see that there was no low-flying seagull, and then Mr. House eventually changed his testimony to say that he was reaching for his cell phone, which, uh, it's pretty crazy, because in a Bugatti, 
I mean, like, Woody, in your car, where do you keep your cell phone? Like, if it's not on a mount or something, where do you keep it? On the, like, on my chair, on my passenger side chair, because I have the big screen in the middle. Or, like, a cup holder or something, right? Yeah. Well, so what he said was he was reaching for his phone from his cup holder, right? Which, I don't know how he missed this, but, um, Gotties don't have cup holders. Yeah. Yep. So, that got thrown right out the window. I'm writing a lot of Yeah. So basically, Mr. House ended up having to pay back $600,000, which isn't that bad for uh, for a man like him. And, you know, basically, he's not losing anything. And then he was also convicted, and they said he might have to serve up to 20 years in a federal prison. That's a little much, I still think, but... Well, somehow, he must have had a really good lawyer, because he ended up getting that sentence cut down to 10 months. Mr. House was out of there in 10 months. But while Mr. House was in prison... The insurance company was still trying to figure out what to do with this trash Bugatti, right? I mean, it's it's been sitting in a lake, and it's had, you know, four feet of salt water in it. And uh, even after they pulled it out of the lake, it's been sitting in a lot for, you know, a good almost year now. Um, so they pass it off to this other exotic car salvage company, right? And they told them to just tear it apart and see what they could do. Uh, see if they could even salvage it, and uh, they'd, you know, they'd pay them for their time and figuring out what was wrong with it. So, from what I understand, the uh, the 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 exotic salvage company, not the one owned by Mr. House, but the one the insurance company hired, uh, they had a bunch of the radiators remachined, right? So they got the the new radiators from France. They got new ECUs from France. Which, Woody, what's an ECU? Uh, I don't know. Electrical computer unit. Oh, that's like the main. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so they they had the they had three of the new ECUs sent in from France, and uh, yeah, but apparently the insurance company somehow forgot about the million dollar car sitting in a mechanic's lot, and uh, I guess payment just wasn't getting through to mechanic, because eventually he came back at the insurance company and threatened them with mechanics lien, which basically means he would be suing them for basically two years worth of labor and storage. Which, labor on a Bugatti is not exactly cheap. I think we talked about that a little bit in the first episode. So imagine what two years of that would cost. And uh, eventually the insurance company settled with him, which this insurance company, I got to find out about them because they seem to make a lot of settlements. But uh, no, I'd say honestly in this deal, the mechanic got screwed because uh, they ended up just giving him the title to the car and that's what he settled for. Uh, So now the mechanic owns the car, right? And uh, he holds on to it for a little more longer, does a little more work. And by this point, the car is totally in pieces. Like, the front's disconnected. It, you wouldn't even recognize it as a Bugatti, right? Then he sells it to a doctor or, like, a physician. I forget what he does, but he's a physician who thinks that maybe in his spare time, he'd be able to rebuild a Bugatti, which, I don't know, it's not exactly a Lego project, is it? But going on, the physician bought it, and uh, that's when people stopped knowing about it. That's when there were no more records kept on it or what was done to it. Um, And the physician had it in a storage unit. Uh, About three years later, the physician comes back to the mechanic that was originally working on the car. Are you with me, Woody, here? Mm -hmm. It's getting very confusing now. The the physician goes back to the mechanic. That originally got the title to the car. Right. And ask the mechanic to find someone to sell the car to. And who do you think the mechanic finds? The original guy. 
Mr. Andy House, who's now been out of prison for about uh, two and a half, three years now. And Mr. Andy House now owns his car once again. It's the circle of life. And then that's how a ad got for a Bugatti Veyron got posted on Facebook. And everybody's inbox got flooded about it. And that's honestly how I found out about it. So, yeah, that'd be a pretty cool salvage project, though. It'd be very hard difficult, though. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I I just think that's crazy that it ends up back up with him, you know? Um, either way, moral of the story, kids, crime doesn't pay. Insurance fraud won't work. You'll end up with what you started with, which is nothing. All right, well, thank you for listening to our ramblings again. This has been Overdrive. Join us next week where we talk, or next episode. I'm not doing this for another week. Join us next episode when we talk about a Bugatti from 1930 that got rolled into a lake and recently, in 2009, was pulled up in support of a foundation for charity. Thank you for listening to Overdrive, and I hope to I hope you all tune in next time.